Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. So off of yesterday's show, you know, the more I think about it, we talked about this just a little while ago on SNY, actually not a little while ago, now a couple hours ago on SNY. And you look ahead to championship weekend, of course, look at, and we'll do more on that tomorrow as far as predicting the games and breaking down each matchup and all that fun on what is really the final football Sunday of the year, sadly, with just three games left. And of course, Super Bowl Sunday being one of them. This is basically it, the the last two games before the glorified exhibition. But you look around here, and what was, for the most part, a good football season in New York. Both teams exceeded expectations. I know the way the Jets started left you disappointed because they didn't finish it off and get to the postseason. Obviously, we know the Giants by now. They made the postseason win a game, even though they got embarrassed by Philadelphia. Still a success by all measures. And... You look to the championship Sunday games and you see how those teams were built, how they got there. And I thought it was, uh, it might have been Micah Parsons actually had an interesting tweet where you look at, you know, the, all the quarterbacks there except Mahomes are on rookie deals and then the team obviously built pieces around them. We focus so much on the quarterback, and I'm going to get into that in a second. But look at these teams and think, okay, well, it was a successful season in New York with both the Jets and the Giants. But what do we need to do to get there? And sometimes there's not much you can do in the short term or in the immediacy to be able to get there. Joe Burrow, you know, the and the way the Bengals were built, and I know the Bills GM has taken some flack for the way that he said which I didn't think was a big deal. It was just stating facts, the way that they were built. They bottomed out a couple of times. They had a couple of top draft picks. They were able to rebuild it back up, and now they're good to go. On the cusp of another Super Bowl appearance, Kansas City with Andy Reid, obviously the way that he's built that thing and being smart and interchangeable pieces and you know has the found, drafted the right quarterback, developed them properly, have him under the right contract, even though he's getting big money, it's still, you know, they're still able to go out there and do other things with their team. You look what the Eagles did. Even though they had Carson Wentz, they had to have the foresight to realize, hey, you know what? He's not the answer. Jalen Hurts, we like this kid. We can make him into something here. And they did. 
And building in the trenches, something that we talk about, build inside out all the time, right? That's how I would build a football team. You got to do it. And they were able to do that. The 49ers, John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan, building a team up. This is not, these teams are not flukes. This is, and it's also not just one or two players. It's also not just, hey, look at the quarterback, look at the skill position players. These are well-built, well-constructed football teams. So how do the Jets and Giants get to that level in the near future? And while you may look at the Giants and say, yeah, well, they got to the division around, they're right there. They're really not, right? We saw the disparity. And now they have their own issues where Daniel Jones, by many accounts, is going to get over $35 million. I know Fleeks and I still have that over-under bet. I say under $35 million per year. Fleeks says over $35 million per year. And they're going to have to pay Daniel Jones one way or another, whatever it may be, and then figure out how they're going to build the rest of the team. The Giants are actually further away. I know the NFC is weaker, and I know the Giants are in the postseason and they won a game. They are actually further away from being a legitimate Super Bowl contender than the Jets are. Now, the Jets have their own issues. They're playing in a much tougher conference. And they didn't make the postseason. Collapsed at the end of the year. Questions about the head coach. And they don't have a quarterback. However, the foundation that we were talking about with the other teams, with the Championship Sunday competitors, the foundation is there for the Jets, where they have a stud running back, have a stud receiver, have an offensive line that if they can get healthy and maybe tweak it a bit, they can be a top offensive line. They have a defense that was a very good defense and can be even better moving forward. All the pieces are in place. They need the quarterback. And that guy's out there. We talked about it the majority of the show yesterday. We're going to continue talking about it. And it might take a while for the process with Aaron Rodgers to play itself out. And I'm not sure the Jets are going to make a move without knowing what Rodgers is going to do, right? Like, why would you go get Derek Carr if Aaron Rodgers is still in limbo? So it may take a little bit to figure this out. But the target clearly has to be Aaron Rodgers. And it at least puts the Jets in the conversation to have a team that can compete to be playing on Championship Sunday. It would, I don't want to say complete this team totally, but it fills the biggest void. And there's no other option. And it's nice to hear Woody say that he's going to be able to go out there and spend the money you know, on Rodgers. Not worried about that. I do have confidence that the Jets organization would give up the draft picks. No problem to get a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. I would not be concerned about Zach Wilson or the development. Joe Douglas could talk about you know not wanting to throw away an asset, nor should they. You can still value the asset, but also try to put the best team together. But the point is, if they do that, You know, we know what the Giants are going to be with Daniel Jones back, and they're going to have to add some pieces, whether it's wide receiver or just trying to build that team up. They have ways to go before they get to the talent level of a team like even the Jets, believe it or not. 
So if the Jets can take advantage of a team that has Garrett Wilson on a rookie contract, and you know, obviously next year would be year two, that has Breeze Hall, that has Sauce, you know, their defense you would think could only get better and should only get better under another year of Robert Sala here, a very young team. This is beyond a no-brainer. I thought it was a no-brainer yesterday. The more I thought about it, you know, I went home, got some sleep, woke up, um, you know, rest. Took a little relaxation period for, I don't know, about five minutes before I was helping my wife out or trying to anyway and getting ready for work. Anyway, the more I thought about it, the more this has to happen. Woody Johnson, Joe Douglas have to make it happen. Now, there are going to be hurdles here. And the biggest of which may be trying to convince Aaron Rodgers to come to New York. I'm not so sure he doesn't like New York. I don't know his feelings on New York. Maybe he's a guy who we perceive to be uh, somebody that doesn't want to play here, doesn't want to deal with the pressure or the media. Maybe it's the opposite. Maybe he's so aloof, he just doesn't give a crap. He doesn't care what anybody thinks. He's going to be him no matter what. Maybe I like the challenge of coming to a town that all we care about is winning. Uh, well, I don't know. We'll find out. But they, the Jets, have to make sure they do whatever they can do to put themselves in position to be the most desirable spot for Aaron Rodgers. Whether that means hiring Nathaniel Hackett, even if you take that chance and fail, they have to do it. Because there's no other way. Any other option is not going to be good enough. So they need to put themselves in position And then they need to somehow convince Aaron Rodgers that this is the spot for him. Now, they should be the front runners here. Because you look at the landscape of the AFC, and and obviously we talk about the AFC only with Rodgers because if the Packers do trade him. By the way, if the Packers trade him, they take a 40, is it 40 million or 30 million? They have a major dead cap hit. So it's not like they're saving money. It would just be that they're tired of dealing with Rodgers and are ready to move on for Jordan Love. So there's still a chance that things get worked out in Green Bay. And Rodgers is, you know, he knows that he's going to have to take a pay cut in all likelihood. He's not going to be getting paid $60 million bucks a year. But they're going to figure out first, the Packers, what they want to do with Rodgers. And in the event that they do decide to trade him, I mean, you think he's going to the Raiders? You think the Raiders are a better fit? And I'll I'll take it a step further. If I'm Josh McDaniels, I don't want Aaron Rodgers because this is this guy's last chance to build an organization from the bottom up his way. This is it. He failed in Denver. This is the second opportunity after waiting a very long time. This is the spot. Now he's got to make it work. And Rodgers is a quick fix. And that team is not in the same spot as the Jets. The Jets are better in the other areas. They're better defensively. Raiders are basically going into year two of a rebuild. Jets at least a year ahead of that. So there's not plug and play throwing Rodgers and go out there and compete for a Super Bowl. 
Matter of fact, if I'm the Raiders, I'm also looking within that own division and say, hey, we're not trying for a quick fix here. We want to build this thing sustainable the right way so we could compete with Herbert, with Mahomes moving forward. What about the Titans? You think the Titans are in a better spot than the Jets? Is that a certainty? They may be in a weaker division. But I don't think the Titans are a guarantee. I mean, it's an appealing spot. And, you know, as far as Vrabel, as far as their the success that they've had in recent years, sure. But they are on the decline. And it's not just because of the poor quarterback play. Now, Rodgers would elevate them, sure, but I, I just think it's different. New York, the Jets, it's the perfect fit. It started out to me. You know, we talked about this a few weeks back, and it started to come up, and there were rumors about it. It was like, yeah, okay, like Aaron Rodgers is ever going to choose the Jets. Or like, yeah, okay, like realistically that's ever going to happen. And then all of a sudden, it started to feel like a realistic possibility, and it really hit me once the announcement came out that the Packers would only trade him to the AFC because there are so many other options. There are so many quarterback-less teams in the NFC. Once you narrow it down to the AFC, all signs are pointing toward the Jets. And I think you'll know based on if they hire Nathaniel Hackett or not. Because Rodgers wants to, he's not going to want to come to the Jets with a no-name, different, un, you know, unknown and unknown to him offensive coordinator. He's going to want some familiarity. He's going to want to be with a coach that he trusts. And the understanding was that Nathaniel Hackett was hired by Denver to lure Aaron Rodgers there. Obviously, it didn't work out, and neither did the actual hire of Nathaniel Hackett. So if the Jets, as much of a buffoon as I think Hackett was as a head coach, if the Jets want to lure Aaron Rodgers, they have to be the suckers in this spot and hire Nathaniel Hackett and convince him to take this job. Because I'm not so sure Nathaniel Hackett would even want it. I mean, if he knew Rodgers were coming along with him, different story. But I'm not sure he would want it if he didn't know that. And if you're Hackett and you get offered the job, you take it. None of this sitting around and waiting because, you know, you're not ready to get back in the game. Nonsense. Go be a coach. That's what you do. Do it and do it confidently. Otherwise, he's worthless. If he's afraid to come back and coach, you know, off of a disastrous head coaching stint, then what good is he anyway? But that's the dream. And until the dream dies officially, I think we need to keep pounding that drum. Jets have to get Aaron Rodgers. It takes them to another level. The highest of levels possibly in the AFC. You get Rodgers, you're in the conversation. I don't think anybody, including Justin Herbert and the Chargers, so it's not just about the quarterback. I don't think, including the Ravens and Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen and the Bills, you name it, Tua and the Dolphins. I don't think anybody is on the level of the Chiefs and the Bengals. Those are clearly the two premier teams, and there are no signs that those teams are going anywhere anytime soon. We could be seeing dynasties with both those teams at least in the AFC. But if you get Aaron Rodgers, you've at least got a shot, and that is their only way. 
6666. We'll get into some baseball stuff. Andy Martino had a very interesting column for SNY.TV yesterday talking about Shohei Otani and his possible free agency or the possibilities of him getting traded. We could get into that as well, whether it's both for the Mets and the Yankees. Yankees left field situation, then what they could do there. Plenty to get to. You want to talk a little hoops? Ben Simmons and uh, Mr. Softy. I mean, we knew Ben Simmons was a joke. Everybody's surprised at that now? Come on. Uh, we could get into Ben Simmons and the Nets. We could get into the Knicks, who are now about to take on, you know, a, a, a tough run here. Matter of fact, be taking on those Nets on Saturday. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. The New York Rangers have won the Stanley Cup. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Kind of back on the fan, 877-337-6666. The final drive for the championship is here, and there's no better place to wager on the football title tilt than Superbook Sports. Superbook features the best menu of prop bets in the business. Plus, check out their special odds boosts and promotions at Superbook.com. With over three decades of odds-making experience in Las Vegas, there's no place better to wager than Superbook Sports. Win some money as one lucky team wins the championship. Download the Superbook Sports app today. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 877-337-6666. We were just talking about this during the break, Fleet, tonight. Where the Jets have... They're going to have a decision to make. If they want a resolution to their quarterback situation sooner than later, then... They might not be willing to wait out Aaron Rodgers. And if it were me, I would be willing to wait it out. Because with Carr, there's going to be a decision a few days after the Super Bowl. With Aaron Rodgers, it doesn't have to be made for a while. And I, well, you know I don't want, I mean, by now, if you're just joining us, I don't want Derek Carr or Garoppolo, but I've been saying that for a while. So if you listen to the show regularly, you know where I stand on the quarterbacks. As I've been saying a while, I'd rather have Matt Ryan as the fallback. So that would be my plan. My plan A is all in on Aaron Rodgers. Hire Nathaniel Hackett. Wait out Aaron Rodgers. Make this the most desirable spot possible for him. And then go get him. Convince him to be here and go make the trade for him. Now, if that doesn't happen, then my fallback would be, and you hope that he's still there at that point, and he might be, then my fallback would be, Matt Ryan and just rebuild Zach Wilson because that's going to be the only. And look, you may that may be the only choice at that point. Might not even be the choice. You only choice maybe to start Zach Wilson. As a matter of fact, 
And there's a pretty big difference in that fallback option. But think about the difference in where Rodgers is compared to the others. Carr, I guess I would deem him serviceable at best, but I think he's in that mix. We talked about it, you know, with Kirk Cousins and guys like that, which is not going to do it for me. And I'd rather shoot for the upside with Zach Wilson, as bleak as that may seem at the moment. I'd rather shoot for the upside if, obviously, you don't get Rodgers. So I'd wait it out. It's frustrating, not only for the team. Obviously, it's frustrating for for us as well. I want to know. Three days after the Super Bowl, let's get moving. But this should be the push. All in. Every day, the talk should be all in for Aaron Rodgers. It's basically Rodgers or bust. There's no other way around it. It is Rodgers or bust. And look, when I say bust, it doesn't mean, well, they're not going to make the playoffs next year. With a smart move, they should be able to make the playoffs. Guys coming back, getting healthy, and then make a smart move at quarterback. You should be able to make the playoffs. Or even just a move at at quarterback, they should be able to make the playoffs. Because they almost made it this year with nothing. But with Rodgers, it takes them to another level. That's why I'd be waiting to see what happens with that situation. Chris is in Beacon. What's up, Chris? Yo, Sal, what up? Good morning, Chris. How are you today? You know, uh, I'm going to talk about the Jets, but real quickly, it was great to hear Tuesday basically uh, Brett bending the knee to Sal. Well, you're right. You're right. He did have to kiss the ring, as they oh, say. Oh, he did. He did. Um, <laughs> he did take it like a champ, though, which was nice to see. I wasn't sure he was going to call. I thought he was, but he, he called. Not only did he call, he handled it well. Yeah, he did. And, you know, for all those Giant fans that were comparing it to 07-11, look, Put a little more respect on Eli Manning's name. He brought you two Super Bowls this millennial. Don't sit there and say Daniel Jones is better for one playoff win. Right. You know, he's not even on the same level. You know, they should have a little more respect for a guy who it, brought you two Super Bowls. It was actually, you're, you're right, Chris. It was actually disappointing to me yeah. to live through the end of Eli Manning and have the Giant fans push him out. And I knew it at the time. What are you guys doing? Like, be careful what you wish for. You want Eli out so bad and couldn't wait to get a mobile quarterback. But odds are nobody that they got was going to be better than Eli Manning was for him. And it's going to take a long time for Daniel Jones to prove that he is. I don't know. He, he, he they can give him, I'm, I'm with on the over. They're gonna, someone's going to give him over. If it's the Giants, whoever, they're going to give him over 40, $35 million. But it's ridiculous because you're not winning with him. But um, it is what it is with that. That's, that's over. That's over since last week. That's it. Um, but, yeah, with the Jets, look, I- I'm conflicted with it, you know, because he's a loose cannon, this guy, man, with his mind. I don't know where he wants to be. If he wants to be here or be in Peru. Like, where's he going to want to be here? You know, I- I'm all for getting Aaron Rodgers, mainly because this kid, if, you're, you know, if your plan is to keep Zach Wilson, he looks up to this guy. And I know you say he's not a, you know, who knows he's a good teacher, but just him watching how he, how he conducts himself in practice and everything he can learn from him, if their goal is eventually turn the reins over to Zach Wilson. But, if yeah, you're looking but, to, oh, but, yeah. but I would make this move, and look, maybe that's part of it, Chris, and that could yeah. happen, and you're right, but I would make this move, and I wouldn't even give Zach Wilson a thought. Th- this move, your goal is to win the Super Bowl in the next two years. That's the goal. Yeah. You've got two and, years to win a Super Bowl. And ha- and I know, I don't know, he has, what, a few years left in his contract? He's what now, 37? 39. 
39 now? Yeah, he'll be 40 in out? December. Yeah, God, I don't know if he's going to be like Brady right now, 45 years old, still playing. He don't seem like he wants to play that long, but, you know, the goal, look, you know he, how I feel He just won an MVP last right year. Like, Rodgers, and he was still yeah. good. He was still good this year. It's not like you've seen a significant drop-off in performance. He wasn't maybe his peak self, but it's not like there's a, a drop-off in performance. And he seems like he's... uh he likes Zach Wilson. I don't know if I heard it on, on Boomer Geo playing this morning, but I, I heard it the clip of the podcast that he goes on. Yeah, with McAfee. Was, yeah, and he was talking about how he just, you know, he called uh, Zach Wilson the gap facility, clear your head, this and that. So it seems like they have a relationship, and he obviously looks up to the guy. Um, but he's, he's not going to be that long. Zach Wilson is, what, 23 years old. He's going he's gonna to sit there behind the guy for as long as he's going to be here for I don't see Aaron Rodgers playing more than three three years, probably. Uh, no, I think, yeah, I think it's two. I think it's two years, and then so, that's that. I'm for that because look, I'm not really, uh, you know, Fleek is big on Derek Carr. I don't, I don't like Derek Carr. I, I don't. The only thing I do agree is that he doesn't get hurt. The guy plays every day, but you're not winning with Derek Carr. I well, he's times he's a middle of the pack quarterback. Like Carr yeah. is, which maybe for some Jet fans that would be okay because it's better than having one of the worst quarterback situations in the NFL, which is what they had with Mike White, Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco, whatever. Yeah. I mean, you name it. But I, So I understand the appeal. I'm swinging for the fences. I'm going all in. Aaron Rodgers, he's a no there, – there's no doubt about it. Question is answered. You have your quarterback, yeah. and the next two years you have a chance to win the Super Bowl when he's there. Not saying that they would, but you have that chance. And he know he's not stupid. He sees the roster. He sees what Garrett Wilson is. He sees those other, you know, what we have around us, the defense. So he he sees that we have, we're legit as far as what we have right now. And he may want to come here. He may want to, you know, maybe he will bring a Super Bowl here. Who knows? It's been since 1968, you know. So he knows uh, we have a long uh, route here, and he may want to. Maybe he wants to come here. Maybe his relationship with Zach Wilson is bigger than we thought, you know. But and real quickly on that. You're, you 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 hate uh what's his name what's the or, or the coordinator guy Hack, Hackett yeah what's but his? but you you're you, talking about Nathaniel Hackett yeah now what yeah, is that I, what, what I hate him as a head coach what, what's the relationship with him and oh he was their offensive coordinator in Green Bay for how long uh that I do not know but I just know that Rodgers and Nathaniel Hackett have a good relationship because he was right. coaching in Green Bay then he got the head coaching job. In Denver, and many said that the reason he got that was to try to lure Aaron Rodgers there. Obviously, that didn't work out, and Hackett was a terrible coach. He was a three-year oh, offensive yeah. coordinator for Green Bay. But, real quick, and and, um, and Rodgers won two MVPs with him as the offensive coordinator. So that's the time. And uh, you know, you let me go after this, but you don't go get him first before Rodgers, right? Because no, I do, mistake. I do. You want you want to get Hackett, and then. Yeah, I, I, think, I think I think you might have to. I think you might then, have to. And then what do you? And then real quickly again. You know, well, well they're not going to do anything to anyway. So all right. So what's worst case? Rodgers doesn't come here. So what? At least you took a chance. They they need an offensive coordinator anyway. And Nathaniel Hackett may be one of those guys who's cl- he's clearly not a head coach. So maybe he'd be better off as an offensive coordinator. But I wouldn't worry about that because here's why: if you don't get Rodgers, yeah. you're screwed anyway. Exactly. So you have to go all in, but but we do we have the most to offer them from the AFC to, to get it, to get to them and what you know what as far as the contract I'm not sure if the no trade clause he could pick where he wants yeah, to go. Yeah, no, 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 there's a no trade, there's a no trade clause, but 
Rodgers is going to have some say because if he doesn't want to go to wherever they're going to trade him, why would then that team, let's just say that the Raiders give up yeah. four number ones for Aaron Rodgers. But uh-huh. Rodgers is like, well, I don't want to play there. So they're not, they're, they're not, he'll force the, re- he could say that I'm going to retire rather than go there, I'm going to retire. And, and then what? And there's what? And that $50 million, what is it? $50 million a year for what? Next 60, four years? I believe it's 60 next year. But then there's like, there's bonuses and stuff like that in there. Um, do we have to convince them to rework the contract? No, 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 no. You would. Five years? He fits under the, according to my knowledge of it, and please, yeah. you could jump in here. And thank you for the call, Chris. As always, appreciate checking in. He would fit under their cap situation. I mean, it's going to be a lot of money, $60 million or whatever it is a year, plus the bonuses. But what he said, he's going to pay it, no issue. He fits in their cap situation. Well, the set, the contract is unique that it's a little bit easier to take on for whatever team acquires Aaron Rodgers. But that's if it doesn't get reworked. And I would think wherever he ends up, the contract is going to be reworked a little bit. And he basically admitted that on the right, McAfee Right, he said show. that with McAfee. So that just makes it... So whatever team he'll work within and get the cash, whatever their salary cap structure is, it won't be an issue for whichever team. It is going to come down to where Aaron Rodgers says, I'm playing for this team next year. If that team agrees and they want him, that's where Aaron Rodgers is going to be. Right. He's, that could be Green Bay. That could be the Jets, the Raiders, whatever it is. It's going to be Aaron Rodgers' call. But the good thing is, and we did a lot of this last night, you can narrow it down. There's a handful. Right. Well, the Packers are going to tell him to, you know, bleep off if he picks an NFC team. They're not going to trade him. There's no way they're trading him to the NFC team. The risk for the Packers, the only risk for the Packers is the dead cap, if they trade him, is a lot. It's around 40 million. 40 million, million, right. If he retires on them, it goes way up. So the the risk for the Packers is, well, they could say, well, we don't believe you that you're going to retire. And then if Aaron Rodgers retires, then they're in cap hell. Meaning that NFC, an NFC team could be back in play. I mean, that's see, that would be a problem if you have if they get NFC teams back in play. Then I think the Jets are in trouble. I still think though it's more likely they come to an agreement on an AFC team because well, one you look at the NFC teams. Where is Rodgers really going to pick? That's within the NFC. Well, it'd be somewhere probably in the South, right? And are any of those teams all that close, like even compared to the Jets or even the Titans? I mean, unless... uh, uh, The Falcons aren't close. The Panthers aren't that close. No, He's not going to want to go to the Bucs right at... I mean, after what just happened this year with Tom Brady's leaving, you think Rodgers is going to go play for the doofus Todd Bowles? Right. So then you look at, right, Seattle, no. Right, He's not going to want to go play with Pete Carroll, I wouldn't think. Is there a chance Sean Payton takes one of those jobs and he wants to go work with him? I don't know. I, it's a good question. Right. It's not just about who needs a quarterback. It's about who could actually go win. You know, Washington? No. Right? He doesn't want to go to Washington. Actually, the Jets might end up being the better spot overall I still anyway. I think the Jets, especially because crazy. We, we know one of the things Aaron Rodgers has always an openly campaigned for with the Packers is top-line skill position players. He's begged the Packers for over a decade, draft me a top wide receiver in the first round. Well, what did the Jets do last year? Yeah, They took a wide receiver in the first round who is probably going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Stud. That we know Aaron Rodgers knows about because he talked about him in that McAvee interview. And I don't think it was just posturing out. It's not leverage to get more money from the Packers. Maybe we thought that last year. Rodgers got the extension last year. He's going to make $60 million in cash this year. It's not about getting the Packers to give him some kind of extension and rework the money. He already got that. Now it's about... What gives? What team gives me the best chance to win in these next two years? And like you said, 
It's about it's convincing weird. Aaron Rodgers that you are the team that gives him that chance in the two years. And with the personnel the Jets have on offense to play with him and defense, they can make a very strong case. Yeah, it's weird to say it because we saw the Jets that I was saying all year, I don't think they're as good as people thought, and that proved to be true. However, when you compare them to the other options, the other possibilities, they are in better shape. And they're not that, you know, they may not be there yet, but with Aaron Rodgers and some growth next season, they can get there, which is why I would hire Nathaniel Hackett, even though I can't stand him for what he did as a head coach, I would hire Nathaniel Hackett today, offer him that job now, and at least get the process in motion. Look, without Aaron Rodgers, you'll take your chances with Hackett anyway. You need an offensive coordinator one way or another. And the good news is, if they flop this year, uh, the good news maybe for us, but the bad news for Salah, if the Jets flop this year, Salah's gone, Hackett's gone, the whole, there's going to be a clean-out process going on. So if I'm the Jets, I do whatever I can to hire Nathaniel Hackett and then hope to lure Aaron Rodgers here, and that is your best chance. You are now set up for the next two years with a legitimate chance. they got to build the defense because they're not going to be able to match up with Kansas City and Cincinnati offensively, even with Rodgers. They'll be good, but not that level good. But they're going to have to build the defense up, and maybe that is what can separate them from the rest in the AFC. But you got to go on and get them. That's the point. You'd hire Hackett, Fleegs, what would you do? Would you wait it out for Rodgers, or would you go get Carr if you were worried? Like, would you need an answer from Rodgers? I want, did they have three weeks to find it out? Yes, it's tampering. We know what goes on in this league. Find out from Aaron Rodgers or his agent, what is he thinking? Would you hire Hackett first or no? No, I'd be trying to figure out right now what is Rodgers thinking, because I don't know how much of how much competition you're going to face for hiring Nathaniel Hackett off of last year. And he's a very qualified offensive coordinator, but he embarrassed himself as a head coach. I would try to find out what is Rodgers thinking. And if I can even get maybe a, a, a good indication that he's coming, then I don't make a move for Carr. But if you don't hear anything, if you have no idea going into, you know, right around the Super Bowl, I don't know if I can pass on Carr. One, I do think, I know I think he's better than right. most people. I don't know if I can pass on him, risk losing Rodgers, and then the Jets have nothing for next year. Because right. then if you don't get Rodgers and you don't get Carr, sure, you can sign Jimmy G, you can win 10 games, and you can make a wild card game. You're not anything real. You're not serious. You're one of those, all those teams in the middle of the pack, you'll take a top 10 defense and an offense with some skill position players. Make the playoffs. So lose, making the playoffs in the first round. Yeah, right. And yes, I know it's a big step up for the Jets. They have a chance to aim bigger. Again, we know in this league. I'm curious what they fi- think of Carr. Find out. I'm curious what they see because it comes down to how they evaluate it. You or I have different takes, right? So I don't like Carr. I don't want him because I don't think he can get him to that next level. He's he's like to me Kirk Cousins, which at the time I wanted the Jets to get Cousins because we were talking about going from absolutely nothing, like get me some relevancy, please. Now I'm thinking higher expectations, so I don't want Carr. But hey, you do obviously like Carr. You think he could get them to the next level, potentially in the right spot. I'm curious how they evaluate it because if they have Carr as high on their list as you do, Fleegs, then they're not going to wait. No, then I, then I think they go get him, and they also right. say, we're going to take whatever extra resources, whatever picks we, you know, the difference between getting Carr, getting Aaron Rodgers, then maybe you use that, an extra third-round pick, and you go get DeAndre Hopkins, and you say, well, we're better with Carr and, throwing to Wilson and Hopkins than Rodgers throwing to just Wilson. Right. That's the way that you have to make up for it. So it all comes down to how they... Two things here. One, what does Aaron Rodgers want to do? 
Because there's no way if Rodgers wants to come to the Jets that the Jets wouldn't want him. No, like, and the one thing I know is this. We can talk about what Robert Sal thinks of the quarterbacks. Right. We can talk about what Joe Douglas thinks of the quarterbacks. I know, and it's been reported, so it's out there, that Woody Johnson wants, badly wants, Aaron Rodgers. So if Rodgers says he's open to coming to the Jets, he'll be a Jet. Yeah, and I love that. Because between the money and whatever, like, that could, that could be a Donnie Walsh, James Dolan, Denver situation where the GM is like, let me negotiate, and the owner just says, just give them whatever they want. I right. want this player. Right. Don't care that, about the that's money. That's the don't downside the for the Jets where Woody could just say, just give them the extra first-round pick, whatever. Bring me this quarterback. But but the point is they got to get him. And I actually like that. I would agree with Woody. I don't love him as an owner, but I would agree with him. You don't want to be stupid. Let Joe Douglas right, handle but it. You, but you have a few weeks to find out. And again, in this league, yet yeah, sure, it's tampering. There's enough that goes on with guys talking to each other and conversations with the agents, you can get a pretty strong indication in the next few weeks of what Aaron Rodgers is thinking. Yeah, and that's going to be fascinating here. All Like I said, weeks ago, I didn't think there was a shot. And now I'm starting to get the sense that it is realistic. And when you get this close or it's a possibility like this, you figure out a way. You get off your... And you go get that bleeping quarterback. Do this. Go trade for a car. And then if Rodgers wants to come to the Jets, all right, make a trade for Rodgers and then ship car somewhere else. You know, I would wait it out. And, but that's, again, it's it's a difference of, I know they're going to be forced to make a decision. Fleegs likes car. Uh, I do not. So it would be fascinating to see what, um, you know, what Joe Douglas thinks or how Woody's telling them to play that whole situation. But either way, you know, the, to me, they, they have an option here to where there's a possibility that they could get one of the best quarterbacks in the league, you have to figure out a way to do that. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. The New York Mets, for the first time in 15 years, are champions of the National League. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Salah got it back on the van. 877-337-6666 is the number to call. We'll get into some baseball coming up at 3 o'clock. Obviously, keep the football calls going. Whatever it is that's on your mind. You want to talk some Knicks. You want to talk some Nets. A little Rangers. Get into that. I'm going to the Islander game Friday night with Gio. I'm looking forward to it. That should be fun. Uh, Not that I care necessarily about the result of the Islander game. But, hey, it should be fun. And let's go Islanders. I want to see all three. Rangers, Islanders, and Devils in the postseason. That would be fun. And we're... I should say probably, but we might get both the Knicks and the Nets in the postseason as well. You know the Nets are going to be there. Will the Knicks hold up their end of the bargain? 877-337-6666. Andrew is calling from Highland Park. What's up, Andrew? Hey, how you doing, man? Good. What's on your mind, Andrew? All right, so I have a couple of uh, thoughts that I want to hear what you have to think about, and I have one uh, concern here. Okay. So I'm, a, I'm a diehard Jet fan. You know, I bleed uh, green and white here. Uh, I think if I would rank the quarterbacks that I would want, it would be Aaron Rodgers, 1A, and Lamar Jackson, 1B, I would say. Um, You know, I would change my entire offense for Lamar and have Lamar and uh, what's-his-name, the running back that we have. That could be a scary proposition. Yeah, the the problem is, I'm not saying I wouldn't want Lamar, 
Uh, I, I could easily be convinced that that would be a great move because I love Lamar as a player, and he's no doubt a difference maker. I worry about him long-term with the health. He's been hurt the last two years at the end of the year. But it doesn't matter because he's not going anywhere. Baltimore says they're keeping him, so Lamar's not going to be available. Right. I'm still not sold on that. You know, I think uh, that he wants out, but if he's available, I'm saying that right. would be high on my list. Okay. He'd be high on my list. All right, so here's what I'm worried about. So there's a quarterback on the market uh, named Tom Brady that, you know, he wants to be the greatest of all time, and he is already. But his ego is what scares me a little bit. What if he called up Woody Johnson and said, I want to be the quarterback. I want to win a Super Bowl with the New York Jets. And if I can do that, that would make me the best of all time. Right. Then there'd be no doubt. And I'm afraid of that because I don't like the guy. Well, I, and I don't want him to be my quarterback. Well, look, you would you would take Tom Brady, Andrew, and thank you for the call. Appreciate you checking in. You would take Tom Brady in a second if he said he wanted to come to the Jets. I don't think you have to worry about that because I feel comfortable in saying there's one team that I don't believe Tom Brady would ever want to play for, and that, in fact, would be the Jets. I can't imagine Tom Brady wanting to come to New York and put on a Jets uniform and face the Patriots twice a year as a Jet. Now, you're right. It would make him the greatest quarterback of all time for sure. Yeah, that's what I joked at the time. Oh, you, th- you think you're great? Yeah, okay, great. You go win a Super Bowl with the Buccaneers. You really want to prove your worth. Go win one with the Jets. You get to the Jet. You get the Jets to a Super Bowl. Now you now you've accomplished something. As much as we'd love to see, it's not going to happen. And I'm sure there are a lot of Jet fans that feel the same way you do, Andrew, where they hate Tom Brady for all the pain that he's caused them over the years. But the reality is, you take him. You would take Tom Brady for a year or two. You would no doubt take Tom Brady. I don't think you're going to have to worry about that. He doesn't want to be here. Stewart is calling from Brooklyn. Good morning, Stewart. Good morning, Sal. How are we today, Stewart? Not bad. Uh, Sal, he would be the greatest. He is the greatest of all time, but that would put him on the upper echelon where nobody would ever even be near what he has accomplished. Right. You're right. He's already there anyway. But He doesn't have to. No, but if you ever took the jet, like that is. That would be his ultimate accomplishment. Right. Uh, One more thing. Wouldn't it be nice for him to come here for just one year and just stick it to Belichick with the with his Belichick's uh, beatdown boy for how many years? What you're saying, Brady? Come no, to the Jets and if he would come here and take the Jets and go up and beat Belichick, right. how many times? How much would that make up for all the years Belichick? Uh, it would feel it Jets? would feel great. It's just not like I can't even wrap my head around the possibilities. There's no way. You've got a better chance of Bill Belichick coming to the Jets as a coach. And that's ne- obviously, you know, that's, that's never happened. That's not going to happen. It was yeah. here, he was here in 2005. Ten seconds. Then he said to me, he nah, nah, I don't think so. Yeah, and guess what? That was probably the smartest thing he's ever done. He, that is the smartest thing he's, he's ever He's a did. genius on the field, off awesome. of it as well. Like, think about that. He had the foresight to know, you know what, this isn't going to work. If it were Hess owning the team still, he would have stayed. He would have been the coach. Once the ownership change happened and Woody Johnson took over, he knew he didn't want any part of it. He didn't want any part of that drama. No way. And how would he survive 
Or with how many general managers did Jets have had? Yeah, he wouldn't. And, and no. by the way, he probably would have been fired. Let's just say he did take the job. If he struggled in year two or three, he would have been, been fired. And he's and that that goes to show you one thing. Robert Kraft knew what he had. knew knew enough to let Belichick mm-hmm. uh, run the team. And the thing is, Belichick, he he is smug. He is whatever. But mm, the man got a brain. He's a Belichick is a, a sports genius. god. Are you kidding me? I don't care if he's smug or not. I love his smugness. Oh, I love his smugness. You know why? He just shows he's human. He's but but he's smarter than everybody else. Yeah. He doesn't have time and, and patience for the nonsense and the BS. Good right. for him. And, uh, and if the Jets would, uh, the Jets should take a page from Robert Kraft and letting the coach and the GMB. But I don't think this coach. He's, he's going to be in the hot seat next year, along with Joe Douglas. Yeah, if they don't win, if they're well, not in the playoffs, then with, yeah. But let me ask you, what do you why in God's world would, would the Jets want a, a drama queen, namely Mr. Rogers? I don't think that Rogers is a drama queen necessarily. I think that what happens is Rogers' unique thoughts on things that really pertain mostly to stuff other than football. People yeah, disagree they, with they, his takes, and they... Like they yeah, well, whatever, right? <laughs> People, did you watch him on Jeopardy? How was he? I, I caught part of it. He looked pretty... You know, he looked pretty good there. He, he would have fit the script. I think Rodgers could be somebody who would fall into the category, Stuart, as misunderstood. And I'm not trying to defend him, because I've ripped him at times, too, for I his... Remember nonsensical stuff. Uh, I didn't rip him for the COVID stuff because he never flat out said, yeah, I got the shot. So I know everybody's like, oh, come on, come on this and come on that. I was like, no, to me, he never said that he got the shot. Everybody just assumed because he was being a little, uh, you know, he used some deception. Yeah, well, whatever. But I don't, uh, look, I'm not saying I love his personality. There's obviously issues. He doesn't talk to his family and all all that stuff. But he's allowed to act whichever way he wants or feel whatever he wants to feel. Do they need that additional, the way he acts, put it into this fire? But it's not like he's bringing drama to the football team. Why is Aaron Rodgers talking about going on a cleanse or whatever the hell it was with the high hibisca or whatever? I don't even know how you say it. (laughs) Why Why is that? Something that people even give a crap about. What does that have to do with football? People do give a crap about it, and they do talk about it. I don't know. The thing is, he's a great football player. He can throw the ball with the best of them still Mm -hmm. at his age. So if they bring him in, then they put in the ultimate on Joe Douglas and Robert Sala, because then they have to go out and win. And the fact is, uh, I don't know if that that will work. I don't know how that's going to work. And who's the new offensive coordinator? Well, I mean, look, they, it should be Nathaniel Hackett. And thank you for the call, Stuart. Appreciate checking in. It should be Nathaniel Hackett if, in fact, that they're trying to go get Aaron Rodgers. You need to get Hackett in here first and foremost, at least just to make it a more desirable place for Rodgers. It may not work. We've seen this plenty of times before, specifically with the Knicks, where they kept hiring you know, uh, Fizdale or whoever it may be, you know, bringing in guys that they thought were going to lure 
the superstar players, and it just doesn't work like that. I mean, yeah, it sounded nice on paper. All these guys love Fisdale. Sounds great that he's gonna he's gonna lure them here. It didn't work. So I wouldn't make it a practice to hire a head coach in hopes of luring a top free agent or a top player. But in this case, you need an offensive coordinator anyway. Hackett has proven to be a good offensive coordinator. And he might be able to give you a better chance to bring in Aaron Rodgers. So with all those things, I think that's the hire that I would try to make. Even though I don't love him as a coach, and obviously as a head coach, he was an embarrassment. But that's... The goal is to get Rodgers, right? So how do you do that? Because you could trade for him. You don't know, though, if he wants to come here. Trading for him, cap space, that's not the issue. The issue is getting Aaron Rodgers to want to come to the Jets. Well, how do they do that? Any way possible to make your franchise more desirable for him, that's what you have to do. And one of the ways to do that is hiring a guy that, Coached him to two MVPs and make him the offensive coordinator. It's almost like it's step one. What's the worst that could happen? Rodgers says, ah, you know, I love Hackett, but I'm not going there. Or the Packers say, well, well, screw it. We're not trading him. All right, so what? You have Hackett as your offensive coordinator. Jets could do and have done a lot worse. 877-337-6666. You know uh, the, the number one sign of getting old, at least for me, you know, little things like, oh, yeah, I love when my lawn gets watered oh, i love a good rainy day obviously not now in the winter it doesn't really matter but i remember talking about this during the summer another one and it hit me a couple weeks ago and i forgot to bring it up and marco you could probably relate to this i would think garbage day i love garbage day especially after the holiday martin luther king day so i forgot to take the pails out and, you know then then i went to take them out that sunday but they didn't come sunday because of the holiday and then it was like backed up till thursday and it was Thursday morning, and I'm like, yes, it's garbage day. Get to take the pails out, the overflow, and get rid of it. Today, Thursday, it's garbage day where I live. I love garbage day. When I was a kid, didn't know what garbage day was. Couldn't care less. You know what garbage day was as a kid? Dad telling me, take the pails out. <laughs> Go take the pails out. Okay. But now as an adult, yesterday was recycle day. I get those boxes out of the garage. Am I nuts for yes. loving garbage day? Yes. You yes. don't get excited about garbage day? No, I get annoyed because that means when I go home at 5 o'clock in the morning, that's what I got to do is get the garbage the ready. Whether it, for mine, it's Tuesday and Friday for the garbage and the recycling is Wednesday. Right. And in my town, for some reason, we have to do alternate. So I have to remember if it's bottles one Wednesday or boxes the other Wednesday. Same with us. I, there's a little calendar that they give us before. Yeah. yeah. I know I, I have that uh, magnet on the fridge. Okay, today's cardboard day. On the fridge? Yeah, the, every other week. So this is in my car at 5 a.m. trying to figure it out in the dark. I'm looking at oh. my phone, trying to look for the oh. calendar. Uh, no, I know ahead of time. It's a disaster. I know ahead of time. I love it. Matter of fact, I got a, a nice, loving uh, text from my wife last night. There's a garbage bag filled with the baby's dirty diapers sitting in the garage waiting for you to take out. Mm. So now, not only that, mm. like, she leaves the bag. And I get it. My wife does so much, Marco. It's mm. really a difficult mm. job. I don't know. You know, me doing TV and working it during the day and night and doing the overnights, it compares. It doesn't compare to taking care of a child, of course, and being the one at home and changing the diapers and feeding the baby and all that stuff. But anyway, so she leaves <laughs> the... She, t- she can't take the bag outside. Don't want to go outside. It's raining. You can't, whatever. Don't want to. Okay. Just leaves it in the garage. And now I get home 
have to open the garage, go get that bag, then place the bag in the garbage pails, then wheel the pails out in the rain mm-hmm. to the mm-hmm. front. Mm-hmm. Then go up, let the dog out, mm-hmm. wait mm-hmm. till the dog mm-hmm. to come back, you drive this? him off. No, I don't enjoy this. <laughs> and you want it to be garbage day? No, garbage. Yes, I want the garbage out. <laughs> That's what I love. Not the other stuff. <laughs> I, You know what I love? I wake up. Whenever it is I wake up, 12, 1230, I come downstairs. First thing I do, I look out front, see if the garbage came. Ah. Maybe it's my OCD. Garbage came, empty pails, wheel them in, and we're done until Sunday. Yeah, I got to tell you, the only time I get excited is when I'm allowed to close my eyes. That's about the only time of the day where I'm like, I'm happy now. How often is that? Uh, not often enough, and <laughs> something will always wake me up. <laughs> Without this fail. This is sad. Without that- fail. You know what's funny? I set my alarm on my phone 12 p.m. every day. 12 p.m., and sometimes I'll let it 12, 15. You know how many times the alarm has actually woken me up in the last month or Two months, whatever. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Do you know why? Well, I would imagine you're so, you're like me. The phone blows up and you hear it a hundred no, times. No, no, it's on silent. That's on oh, silent. really? Okay. Yeah. All guess, right. Guess again. All right. So then is your daughter waking you up? No, not really. I don't know. So are you that old? Do you have to get up and go to the bathroom like no, 16 times? No, not really. Then I'm, I'm out. I don't. My wife. Why? Because she has to bring the baby for a nap and she wants to make sure that my phone alarm doesn't go off. So she'll tell me. It's like clockwork every day. Oh, is your phone alarm set? I'm like, oh, what? It's set for 12. <laughs> what are you doing? Why are you waking me up? Oh, oh, I'll wake you up. What time do you need to get up? 12? Yeah, the same time as yesterday. Just let me sleep. Leave wow. me alone. I need that half hour. Wow, that's, that's, that's weak. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.